Are you guys teammates first, friends first, or competitors first? Now, how do you think about things differently? Like, wow, I, I went from coming into this, maybe trying to win a, an NCAA title to like, dang, I could maybe make the Olympic team and medal at the Olympics. Like, how has your perspective changed on that? For me, perspectives change a lot. Yeah, what, what do you think, Cole, going pro? I would do, I would do a thousand dollars for a one-two. Okay, if you guys go one-two, thousand dollars do a charity of your choice. Who would be your least favorite running YouTuber? Oh man, <laughs> easy question. You ever think about your grandma when you're you're having sex and your penis kind of inverts? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what I get when I watch his YouTube videos. Give our listeners a stock pick. What's the opposite of Westfly stock? So we buy tomorrow and we hold for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Do a little pump and dump. Those, man, those will be the days when we have enough listeners we can do a pump and dump. I have a very different interpretation of pump and dump. <laughs> <laughs> do you two think you could beat us in a game of flip cup? Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. All I right. mean, I don't. I kind of bet against myself. Cooper, this one's for you. How fast can you drink a beer out of the chalice or or a water? I don't know. I can, I can put them down. I can put water down pretty quick. You guys, looking a shotgun right now. Are we doing a little chug off? Wow, that was impressive. What's up, Beer Mile Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Beer Mile Podcast. Today. We're doing something a little different. It's our first time ever recording an intro to the podcast before we've actually interviewed the guests. Usually we wait until afterwards so that we actually know what we talked about with the guests. But today, we're just going to switch it up because why not? You know, got to learn something new, try something a little different. And so we're actually recording with Colin Cooper here in about an hour and a half, two hours, and we got some time to kill. So here we are. Yeah, we're on a a tight schedule, so got to get these in when you can. That's right. So we can only look into our crystal ball and try to imagine what we will talk to Colin Cooper about today. I would imagine it'd be a lot about partying, guzzling beers. Definitely no NCAA talk. No, no NCAA talk, no running talk. Just going to get to know the boys a little bit, uh, have a little fun. You know what? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to put this, I'm going to, what, what do the young people call it? It's like you're, uh, not incepting yourself, but you like, just like believe in something so hard that you make it happen manifesting that's what young that's what young people call it i'm gonna manifest that uh i want to make everyone do because cole was just on sit and kick i want to make everyone do their best josh kerr impersonation i think that'd be funny i like that i like that (laughs) work on the accent a little bit yeah yeah so we thank you to all the listeners to all of our followers on instagram who sent in questions um we didn't we weren't able to respond to every single person that sent in questions on instagram uh to ask colin cooper but just know that we do review them all. We add them to our Google Doc for the show. So thank you all for, for sending those in. And if you want to be part of the podcast and be able to get your questions asked, follow us on Instagram, uh, Beer Mile Media. Our our at is the underscore beer underscore mile. I would say, uh, this is a good plug, wait, wait for it. Um, I would say, leave us a message on Anchor. You can leave voice messages. And if you do, I there's probably a 100% chance that we'll ask that question. Yeah, that's a great point. There's a lot on Instagram. So if you want to differentiate yourself from the rest of the listeners and get, make sure that your question gets asked, leave us that voice message on Anchor. The, there's a link in the description of the podcast if you're listening to the audio or if you're on the video. It's showing up right here, right here on the screen right now. There it is. We also need to give shout outs here to those who have left us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We have been doing this for a while now where we do giveaways uh, pretty much every episode, except for those where we don't have 
people entered into the contest and or we just forget about it because we're, <laughs> you know, whatever. We're on the road or we're doing something a little different with the format. But giveaways every episode for beermile.com swag to someone who uh, rates the podcast five stars on Apple and take a screenshot, send it to us on Instagram DMs. Uh, God, we got a ton of good ones. What was the last thing that we said? Uh, Just say, I love your mom and post that as a review. I think we had at least one of those. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was great. I love your mom. Someone said they could beat me in a chunder mile. Those are the type of reviews that we like. Those really good inside jokes. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, If you send us a voice message on Anchor, that's another way to get entered. Pretty much anything you do interacting with us, we'll throw your name into the hat to get drawn for potential beer mile swag. So let's quickly call out the five folks who hit us up on Instagram for leaving that five-star review. We appreciate you guys. Brett Geschke, Mike Galvin, hopefully I said your last name right, Mike, Sam Elliott, Landon Purdue, Harrison Smith. So a couple names there I recognize. Uh, Wow, I recognize all the names now, but (laughs) a couple folks on there, frequent commenters on our our videos, on our podcast. Part of the Beer Mile group on Strava. That's right. So thank you, fellas. And... You know what? We're feeling generous. All five of you hit us up in the DMs on Instagram. Let us know what you want from the beermile.com swag store. We'll send you all something because that's the kind of mood we're in. You never know what you're going to get. If you interact with us and you're nice to us and help us grow the show, we might just be generous right back. Yeah. I mean, it is. uh, We're coming up on bonus season, so... That's right. We got might as well. <laughs> the, the money enters the bank account. The and money leaves the bank swiftly account. Swiftly leaves the bank account. <laughs> I like to. I like to have the money leave the bank account before I've even let it, you know, settle into the. Yeah, because once account. you like remember, you're like, oh shit, I have like a lot of money. Then you like start to get bigger ideas, and, yeah. and that's not what we need. Yeah, we don't need big ideas. We just need little, little incremental growth yeah. here and there. Yeah. So thank you all again. Also, if you're looking to help us out another way and you're going to be buying a Garmin watch anyway, use the link in the description of this podcast. Uh, We do get a kickback from that if you're going to be buying a Garmin anyway. We definitely recommend Garmin as the best running GPS watches out there. So use our link if you would be so kind. Uh, Ooh, ooh. Okay, so over or under that we talk about cilantro today? Oh, that's a great question. I, I mean, we have to bring it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how in depth it would get, though. Uh, apparently, they haven't they haven't spoken since the beef. I don't know if they, they don't really talk that frequently, but yeah. See, with any beef, it's always a fine line of like, when have you beat it to death too much? And so I know I know Cole has been asked about it on podcasts. I know Cooper has too. And so I don't want to be yet another podcast that asks the same questions. Yeah. However. Again, thank you listeners for sending in questions. We got a number of listeners <laughs> who, who want to know, who wanna know yeah. things like, well, yeah, just about Centro, the beef, um, cilantro. People want to know if Cole and Cooper are going to beat cilantro. Sorry, cilantro. I didn't mean to call you cilantro. If they're going to beat him at the Olympic trials and predicting that. Uh, all sorts of questions related to Centro. I mean, which makes sense. These guys are from, you know, University Oregon. of Oregon. Yeah. Uh, strong dynasty there of Milers, especially. So... I think I think we're going to talk about it. It's just a matter of how in depth we go. Yeah, I, I would say I'm going to put my money on us. Not well. I guess this is an unfair bet because we can influence the decision. That's right. I was going to say if if you put money on us doing it, then yeah. we're going to do it, and then who's going to pay us the money? True. <laughs> that's that's the question. Who's going to pay us? We also got some funny listener questions um, that might not make the cut, but just got to call them out that we got a good chuckle out of them. Someone wanted to know who slays more, Cooper or Cole. I well, think... uh, they already answered that. It's Cooper. Oh, they answer it? Yeah, okay. 
okay. Yeah. Okay. Cooper, congrats on that one. You earned that one. Uh, I guess I don't want to give away too much. I'll leave these other ones until the actual interview itself. And we're going to get to as many of them as we can. Any other predictions about the conversation? Ooh, one other, one other prediction. We might have to see if we can get them to play Flip Cup against us. It'll be on the whim. We didn't tell yeah. them ahead of time, and we totally understand that Cole is underage, so we wouldn't require them to drink beer, obviously, water only. But that would be one where what do you what do you think? Okay, so say they, the, say they play against us, best of five. What's the final result? Four one us. Four one us. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, we're we're pretty beast. We're undefeated. If if you're new here, we're undefeated on the Beer Mile Podcast against guests like handily too i don't think it's ever ever been close yeah i mean unless a guest is coming in and hitting their first shot every time uh, probably not gonna win put it that way could you imagine if we actually practiced yeah i don't know actually it might be one of those games where you do better not practicing that's kind of you don't you don't overthink it that's kind of like swimming for me like the less memory the less i did the the better i was at it there you go so the crystal ball tells all yeah i guess we'll we'll see um because we'll also record the the post app or probably before too so maybe we'll have to make a, a snippet uh next next podcast we do reviewing <laughs> our predictions that'll be good yeah the outro of this episode also being recorded before the interview with them so yeah give us a comment on youtube make sure you're watching the video version of these make sure you're subscribed to beer mom media give us a comment and just yeah, let rate, us know how bad we missed on yeah, these rate, predictions rate our pre and post interview commentary love it Someone said I say love it a lot. I do say love it a lot because I do. I love it. It's a great idea. Hey, live, laugh, love. That's the motto. Triple L for life, baby. Betas only. Let's go. Hashtag, hashtag betas only. Hashtag betas only. Live, laugh, love. All right. I think that's probably enough triple L in for the intro here. Yeah, I think so. Let's let's give you this interview with Cole Hawker, with Cooper Tier, Absolute studs. Wipe the floor at NCAAs. Let's get to know them a little bit together and we'll see you. Well, we'll see you in the interview here in like 10 seconds, but then we'll see you in the outro for the beer of the week, the shoot your shot and whatever else we decide to talk about, I guess. Whatever segments we remember, whatever segments we remember to include yet another segment that we'll probably add and then we'll die before the next episode. But that's the fun of being a part of the podcast is there's always something new that you're going to get no matter what over and out. What have you guys been up to since the championships? I've just been chilling in Eugene. Yeah, nothing really bad. Like a down week, but yeah, getting back into it this week. Yeah, I went to Palm Springs for a little bit, um, and now I'm back home, and I go back to Eugene tomorrow. Very nice. Doing a lot of homework, schoolwork during this time, or nah? Nah, none. (laughs) One final. Did it in like 20 minutes. It It was pretty nice. How, how did spring break line up for you all with uh, with the championship? Did you get to have spring break going into that, or when does your spring break land? Well, we're, this is like our spring break week right now. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, so pretty nicely. We had like finals week last week, but everything was online, so we pretty much just had like two weeks off. Very nice. So when do you start officially training again? I guess people are having like practice now, right, Cole? Yeah, people are coming to practice, but yeah, I think the whole team like next week then. 
So I'm curious going into uh, this this outdoor season, what's what's on your mind or what's your biggest priority? Is it NCAA outdoors or is it the Olympic trials now that you've had a really successful indoor season? Um, for me, I think just like taking one race at a time. So definitely NCAA is his first on the agenda. And then after all that, then start to, I mean, throughout this outdoor, hopefully get some marks for Olympic standards, stuff like that, just to get in place. But yeah, just focus on the NCAA season first. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everything sort of stacks on top of each other. So it's kind of just like checking each box off week by week, you know, probably trying to get some standards during, you know, the early part of the spring and then just racing, winning races. And then, you know, hopefully going to Olympic trials with, you know, a national title under our belts. And then, you know, a lot of confidence just going, you know, starting to run against some pros. Heck yeah. So I, I guess maybe I should step back and say, you know, welcome to the show uh, as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> not point. to just dive right in on you, but I guess going into the indoor season, I'm curious, I, I know you've, you've both kind of talked about this a little bit on, on other podcasts, but did you expect to run as fast as you did in the indoor season? And did you expect to dominate indoors like you did or? Yeah, I think the answer is pretty clearly no by going into it. I personally, I didn't really think I would do most of the stuff we ended up doing, like, especially at the first meet, um, you know, going in that DMR, we had literally done one actual track session. Like we had, and it was the Tuesday before the Friday that we ran that race. And I think, you know, going into that, we were all very surprised at like the splits we ran on that DMR. Um, and then just like week by week, it just got better and better. And most of those meets we doubled too, which, so I think it kind of just sort of showed the strength that we had. Um, you know, we're pretty big on like doing aerobic stuff, um, throughout most of the season. So I think that kind of showed and, um, I mean, just having like a team to do it with rather than trying to do it yourself also just like played a big role. So like every week just getting better and like workouts getting more intense and, um, you know, kind of not necessarily racing in practice, but like, you know, using each other to, to get the best out of yourself. I think that just showed in the races also. And then like being able to work together, like in that mile we ran doing it with literally only ducks in the race was, you know, pretty insane. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that I didn't really have any of those expectations going in. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty successful season, I guess. Yeah, I'd, I agree with what Cooper said. And especially like, like we knew we were going to run fast, like we were in shape in the fall, but like the DMR, especially opening up like that, like on the warm up, we were like almost joking about taking like our teammate James West off the uh, record breaking team. And then after we're like, okay, wait, well, <laughs> we actually did it. But yeah, no one was really expecting, honestly, that and the whole During season pretty that, much went that way. During your practices, uh, like, did, did you guys feel more antsy to race than, than in past just because there weren't many opportunities this year? I don't know necessarily about that. Like, yeah, we, so during the fall, we did a lot of time trials and like, I felt like we had pretty ample opportunity. Like the thing is there weren't, it wasn't that different in the fall doing time trials versus in the, uh, in the winter when we actually raced, I felt like we did, we set a lot of stuff up by ourselves and, you know, so I felt confident in doing that. And, uh, so 
you know, I feel like we were kind of used to that and just going into every race, obviously we didn't want to take anything for granted and like everything, you got to make everything count, uh, especially nowadays. So, um, I think, yeah, we were definitely a little antsy, but me and Cole, I think, I think we had probably four opportunities to either time trial or race in the winter, uh, in the fall. So, you know, we kind of got a step up on the competition. I feel like getting those chances because we weren't just coming into, you know, the winter rusty off of, you know, a year of not racing. So I think that kind of gave us a little chip on our shoulder, a little, little step up on the competition. Yeah. I, th- I like the, it was like such little racing and so little opportunities to like going into indoor to get a national qualifier, which is like a little nerve wracking. Um, but like, I really liked having like two or three weeks of solid training in between races. So you could actually like get in good training still and not just be tapering for your next race. Yeah. It's kind of wild as someone. So from the viewpoint of a spectator of the sport that, well, with, without the racing in 2020, uh, a lot of people probably were like, wow, these, these guys came out of nowhere. And obviously your, your times improved significantly over your previous PRs, but I'm sure behind the scenes, like it was a pretty steady progression and consistent training over the past year. We just didn't get to see you race as often as, as we normally would have. So it looked to be more of a breakout than it really actually was under the scenes. But I'm curious, like you mentioned that coming into indoors, you weren't really necessarily expecting quite as big of breakthroughs as you had. So now, how do you think about things differently? Are you, are you looking at like, wow, I I went from, you know, coming into this, maybe trying to win an NCAA title to like, dang, I could maybe make the Olympic team and medal at the Olympics. Like how has your perspective changed on that? For me, perspectives changed a lot. Definitely in the past six months. Um, like I think my times show just like a really big jump, uh, clearly, especially from an outsider, just seeing it. And that's something that I think this team is perfect for. Um, just there's everyone, a good chunk of our like varsity team is looking to run after college and a good chunk of them are looking to run in the Olympics someday. And I think like having that around you just immediately puts you in a better mindset. I mean, like just going to practice every day and like you, you don't really realize, but like, if you look at the people you're around, like Charlie's a 145 guy, we have two, three fifty guys. We have like five, we probably have like six or seven sub four guys just like on the, on the track at one time doing some reps. Like it's, it's pretty insane to just kind of show up at practice and have that just be your normal day. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the more I look at it, the more I feel like I'm in the best spot possible you to, you know, have those opportunities and then make that next step. Like it was kind of a no brainer for that next step to happen just based on, you know, the environment we're in training in Hayward. Um, I mean, every, everything like that. Uh, and, and Ben's phenomenal coach. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's been pumping out awesome athletes for, you know, years now. So, um, it's kind of only a matter of time that everyone is kind of getting in sync and hitting their stride. And, um, yeah, just every day, like seeing the same guys at practice, like racing Cole every day, not racing, but like training with Cole every day at practice. Like, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that knowing that, you know, I feel like we're both at the top of our game right now and every workout, you know, we push each other to be better and better. So, um, yeah, I mean, just the environment around us, you know, it's hard not to be successful if you're really bought into it. How, how many people from your team will be back next year? 
eligibility wise for like out of your out of your DMR teams that you had both the the record setting team and then slightly different team at the at the championships who who all is returning who all has eligibility left I think technically everybody I don't know necessarily like who's going to come back like I know Charlie's sort of on the fence I'm sort of on the fence um I think Reed will be back I don't know about Cole he can speak for himself but uh Luis will be back and then um well, James didn't race it this year, but he was on last year's team. And I don't know. He doesn't have any more eligibility. This, he has outdoor left uh, this year. But so, yeah, like the majority of people will have the option to come back and whether they take it, who knows? Yeah. What, what do you think, Cole? Going pro? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Really, it's, that's what's crazy, too, about your team is that it, anyone it, – it is weighing options of, you know, you all could go pro probably. I would assume that – you've maybe had some discussions or will have brands reaching out, especially going into an Olympic cycle. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're able to give us any, any signals there wouldn't be, wouldn't be opposed to hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would, if I had any idea, honestly, and I'm not just saying that, like, yeah, I've really not given it too much thought. Um, it's definitely something I'm interested. In. Obviously that's like the goal. Um, it just, came a little sooner than I was anticipating, honestly, like going into college. So yeah, I don't know, but it is crazy that I think, yeah, our whole DMR could come back, which I guess, I don't think it's super likely, but yeah, it just shows the depth. I think, uh, I think it's, we'll end up being sort of an all or nothing, like either, you know, a big chunk of us will leave or we'll kind of decide Hey, let's do one more year. Let's go win a triple crown. Yeah. Like, the last just do, like, you know, do it. Um, so that's, that's what I think might happen. I know Charlie's sort of in the same boat. I think, you know, you only get to be in college once. So um, it'd be cool to have that, that experience. And, you know, having one team national title uh, under our belts now feels pretty good. So, and just knowing we'd have the depth, we have some good guys coming in next year. It could be fun, but um, yeah, I guess you kind of got to take it step by step and see what the spring brings. Yeah. Spe- speaking of like goal setting, I know both of you had pretty high goals for this season and you obviously kind of like smashed them out of the park. How do you, how do you approach goal setting now? Is it like, I don't know what to do because I like need to think bigger or like, do you, are you like, wow, I, I have nothing to work for left, which obviously you do. Right. Like, how do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I was just talking about this with someone actually. And I said, I was talking about goal setting this indoor season and then on to outdoor, but like, I wish I would have set higher goals. Like they were pretty lofty goals and like a lot of like time-based stuff, but I mean, times are fun and everything like that. Like getting collegiate records, obviously super fun, but I think at the end of the day, it comes down to placing and no matter as you run, there's always something you can win. Like if that makes sense, uh, yep. there's always the next race, the, the Olympics, the Olympic trials, whatever it is, world champs and NCAAs, there's always a race to win. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good perspective. We're definitely a uh, race for the race, not race for the time people. So appreciate that. <laughs> how, how did you both, uh, choose Oregon to begin with. I mean, obviously Oregon's had a big dynasty, especially, well, I guess really 
for for the history of distance running, yeah. but especially like in the mile and uh, all those middle distance races. I mean, cross teams have been good too. Just curious how you ended up there. Um, obviously, like scholarships play into it, everything else. But uh, it seems like Oregon always ends up with a lot of the top talent, and I'm I'm curious what what some of those reasons are. Well, so I'm a little older than Cole, so I, I got recruited by Andy Powell. Um, and I just remember like ever since I was probably freshman in high school, I was like, got to go to Oregon. I was not good in freshman year of high school. I never thought I'd actually be able to run for Oregon. And then you kind of get into the position where you're like, okay, I actually might be able to run for Oregon. And at that point, you know, it becomes a little surreal, obviously like had a lot of other options. And once you get older, you obviously steer a little way, like a little bit away from the mindset of like, oh, you know you have to take into like other things into account. Like obviously Oregon's a dynasty, but like, you can't just look at that. Um, like you do when you're younger. And I, I really liked the coaching staff when I was coming in. Um, and I actually didn't even really get recruited. I reached out to, I was friends with Austin Tamagno at the, at the time. And I like, I was begging him to please, like, I was like, please talk to Andy. Be like, just like tell him to respond to my email. Cause I sent him an email. He didn't reply to me. And I was like, it was kind of sad. And then, uh, the next day I got a text from Andy, like, Hey, you want to meet? Cause I was in Eugene at the time. Uh, so I do, owe I do owe a good amount to Austin Tomogno. Um, get me, get me in the door there. And then from there, like I went on my visit and that's, uh, I went on a visit with Reed and basically from there, I was just like texting him. I was like, so are you going to go to Oregon? He's like, yeah, I was like, all right, tight. Me too. It was a pretty easy decision. So that's exactly the point. It's like you sold yourself on it. They didn't even yeah. have to sell you on it. You sure. knew about it your your whole time in high school that you wanted to. Yeah, for sure. And then and then you get there on your visit and you're like, okay, well, I yeah, I made the right choice when I was 14. <laughs> hey, sometimes I that's what I've always said. Like your instincts are always right. That's true. You, you can't argue with uh, the facilities that they have there. Obviously, coaches, access to other runners uh, to train with, both collegiately and just the community there of, of really good runners. So, yeah, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> on, my, on my visit, I saw Ed Chez do mile repeats and it was insane. And I was like, I want to I want to be like that. <laughs> and uh, that was that was definitely a selling factor as well. So, so how about you, Cole? Did, were you sold on it in like seventh grade or sixth grade? When did you when did you know you were going to Oregon? I was going to say it's kind of similar to that. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people that get into like running early, like Oregon, it's just always in the back of your mind. And that was it was that way for me. Um, yeah. And so it was the same thing going through high school. Like I continued to get better. And then even my junior year, I wasn't probably like wasn't getting noticed by Oregon. But then senior year was like a like my breakout year in high school. And then there I was finally on their radar apparently. And then <clears throat> visited, just took like three official visits and Oregon was my last one. And I just knew like right when I got here, well, at least like throughout my visit, I was like, okay, yeah, I want to go here. But it's similar thing to what Cooper said, but I watched them do a mile time trial when I was on my visit and they ran like 406 or 407 in my high school mile PR was 407 at the time. I was like, damn, these guys are just running this in a workout. Like I need to get to that level. (laughs) (laughs) Closing out on uh, indoors, I guess going into that, were you, 
What was your confidence level of winning? I guess we'll we'll say the DMR. Uh, what was your confidence level of winning that? I know Ole Miss uh, was certainly out to get you guys. Obviously, um, were, were you guys pretty confident going into it? I mean, it, it, from watching the race, uh, you kind of took the front running approach, like weren't afraid to, uh, to just get after it and and own the race. So, yeah, curious what your thoughts were going into that. The confidence level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Ole Miss made it pretty clear that they had they they were coming for us uh they were talking about duck hunting season you know for for most of indoor um seems like they came up a little dry dry season um but no they were they're a great team they were definitely you know they were definitely on our radar and i mean it shows by how they ran um you know 920s nothing to joke about um but yeah i think going in uh ben kind of instilled in us he's he was like nobody's ever run as fast as you guys have run and you know it's why not just go out and do that again no nobody's gonna nobody's gonna touch us if we can go out and do that again um and obviously it was a little different team uh we had a lot of individual stuff that we wanted to do too so um yeah but i think i think we had full confidence going in that that was our plan go you know take the lead if if we make it a fast race I, I was confident that, you know, um, there was no way we really lose that. Um, I was listening to Cole's other podcast the other day and he was talking about how Reed after his prelim was basically like asleep on the, on the training table. And I remember we were warm, we had a, an alternate Jack Urian also there and we were going out to warm up. Reed had just finished his mile prelim. He was like a, almost asleep on the, on the training table. And he was like, Jack, be uh, be ready to warm up. And I was like a little nervous at that point. I was like, I, I was fully confident Jack get the job done, but I was like, I, I would like Reed on this team. And I was like, if he might not even be awake when I get back. Um, but yeah, he <laughs> he was alive and well once we returned and uh, ran a ran a crazy leg. Charlie is always reliable. We had a really good four hundred leg, and um, see, so yeah, I was just getting the stick in first. I was actually really nervous just cause I didn't want to like get it and let the team down. But yeah, I think, you know, it also just gives you that much more confidence, like go and, you know, take the race by the balls and, uh, you know, yeah. hand it to them. So yeah, yeah, I think we were really confident and, uh, we showed that in how we raced. Reed's uh reads like a Tesla. You just put him on a supercharger for a half hour and then he's <laughs> good to go again. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I mean, that, that explains the mile and the three K strategy as well. Then you guys weren't afraid to take it, uh, you know, take it from the front and just go for it. So that's cool to see. I mean, it's, I think like you kind of have both sides of, of running where you got the people who hate when races are slow and tactical because whatever people aren't running as fast as they should be. But then you also have people who hate the time trialing. So um, I think you guys brought both though. Like you took it from the front ballsy as, as well as, well, you delivered on winning obviously, and then delivered on fast times, like all in one race. So I think that's pretty, that's a pretty sick showing. Uh, not going to lie. It was fun. It was fun <laughs> for sure. Cool. We have a listener question here. Are you guys teammates first, friends first or competitors first? better question than i've written that's a, uh, yeah i'll say i'd say friends yeah <laughs> i mean i guess we wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for being on the same team but yeah that's true i don't know there's like i feel like our team does a lot of stuff outside of or we at least try to do a lot of stuff like outside of practice as well 
so like there i know there's a lot of a lot of people who are literally just teammates and at that point they're also competitors but like you know having the friend aspect of it and like being able to be happy for each other you know like after that 3k i think it showed the friendship because like obviously i was mad but like i was also like stoked for cole so um yeah i'd say friends first for sure okay okay that's out well, we'll see if we'll, we'll check that answer again uh, after the Olympic trials. If one of you is third and one of you is fourth in a race, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're one, two or two, three. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with I'd that. like Cole not to be in my race if possible. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you, the, okay. I don't know if the pros pro world is ready. Like people actually friends that are on the same team. I don't know. Yeah, you guys, you guys might need to be tactical together at the trials and kind of use some of this strategy that you've had racing as a team this past season and show the pros what's up. Dude, I would pay a lot of money to see like a, a oh. two three, a two. Oh, well, let's go one two. Oh, two, two three, one two. Come yeah. on, <laughs> I'd pay even more. I'd pay even more for that. Sure. <laughs> How much are we talking? <laughs> I, I, I mean this is adam, adam this, right. this is adam's personal account here we're not this isn't on the beer mile account uh do you guys have any favorite charities <laughs> i mean i do like so so if, you're 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 if, saying you'll say put a certain amount down if they go one, are we allowed to talk about this is this going to affect our eligibility well then we're not going to pay you we'll pay yeah we're paying a, a charity. charity or actually we'll put it into a trust that will just turn over to your name in like two years or something <laughs> okay that's, that's definitely illegal <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'd, I'd do, I would do a thousand dollars for a one, two. Okay. If you guys go one, two thousand dollars, do a charity of your choice. How about that? Deal. Man, thousand each or are we talking like five hundreds? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> I'd say Ooh. I was going to say 500 a piece. Okay. So a thousand total, but you can each put 500 to your favorite charity. So it can be two charities that way. If you That's want. Fair. Cool. Cool. So would you consider, okay, this was another listener question. Uh, who would win in a hundred meter dash between the two of you, and who would win in a marathon? Cole would win the hundred. I think we we saw that in the last like two three weeks of practice. We also yeah like like Cole Cole wins the hundred. I'll give him that for sure. Yeah, and I was gonna say yeah, Cooper would win the marathon. I think. I don't know. I don't think I could. I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't want to complete the marathon. Me neither. We both just didn't finish. Yeah, <laughs> double DNF on that one. <laughs> whoever, whoever makes it farther before they drop it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so, so I would assume then it seems like at least at this point, Coop, you're more, you're a little bit more like you would consider yourself more of a distance guy versus Cole. You're still more in the kind of the mid D. I go. I mean, obviously you ran, you could run fast at any distance, but thinking thinking ahead to like say Olympic trials, maybe Coop, would you see yourself as more of a five K guy versus Cole more of a miler, or do you think you're uh, do you think your guys would do both? Like, I, how are you thinking about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think like I coming in, I, even my freshman year, I was doing five Ks pretty much all of outdoor. I, my technically my 1500 PR outdoors still three forty three. Yeah. Uh, so, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's, that's the plan this spring, but yeah. so yeah, definitely more distance oriented. Um, but like I've been, I've been trying to keep myself in the mid D ballpark as long as possible. My sophomore year, Ben tried to get me to do a 10 K at pac 12s. And I, I begged him, please. Like if I don't do well in the five K, you know, if I'm not running fast in the 15, like you can throw me in the 10, just give me a couple more chances. And I think I've earned my keep no, no 10 Ks yet. So 
hopefully we can, you know, keep that, uh, keep that string going, but yeah, I'm definitely, definitely more of the, the long distance horse out here. Yeah. I like to look at myself too, as more of a mid D guy, even though we've got a lot of mid D people on the team. So it's like tough. And that's why like I moved up sort of to the three K to race it a little bit more this past indoor, but I enjoy the three K, but also like outdoors. I really want to get just an open 800. I think that'd be a yeah, fun race to do, especially with who we just have on our team. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be cool to see you guys get the standard, like in every distance, basically the Olympic trial standard in like 800, 1500, 5k. That'd be, that'd be cool to complete the triple there. Marathon. Yeah. Go for marathon too. Why not? Let's, let's get it. 10k steeple, you know, all of them. (laughs) Do you, do you guys have any steeplers on, on the Oregon team? Anyone who's like focused on that as their main event? Yeah. Yeah. Jackson Messler. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's been running, he ran a good 5k. He was in that 5k that Craig won and he was right there. He'll, he'll be good in the steeple this year, I think. Solid. Yeah. I was, I was curious if that was a distance you guys would have ever tried or, or would consider trying. I saw Reed do it freshman year. Andy made him do it because at Brooks PR his senior year, Andy said, if you break 151, you don't have to do the steeple next year. And he ran 151.01. Oh. And, and he made Reed Steeple, and I remember watching him at Pac-12s, and it looked like it was just there was nothing behind his eyes. He was dead inside, and that's pretty much how he explains it as well. So, yeah, hopefully you stay out of that arena as long as possible. What would you rather do, three k, three k Steeple, or the the ten k? That's a uh, horrible question. <laughs> There's no right answer. I feel like that's a trap too. If any, if coach is watching this, uh, might just get steeple just because it's yeah. shorter. I feel like steeple would be fun if you try it a couple times, maybe once. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a 10k is kind of inevitable for me. So maybe 10k. I don't know. Yeah, steeple would be a super badass event to be good at. Yeah, yeah, but, it, but that's assuming that you don't like biff it over one of the hurdles or, you know, face plant in the water, all those things too. So I, uh, yeah. It can be fun to have those highlight tapes. So that's true. true. That's true. Good reel. I, I don't know why, but I, I feel like steeplers are, <laughs> you never like trained to be a steepler. You're just like born a steepler. You're not because everyone who's everyone who's good at it. Like if they just run a three K race, the three K is not that much faster. Yeah, compared I mean, well, to people who like don't specialize in the steeple, for sure, for sure. Not, not many people are racing a steeple every race of the year. They're racing a steeple right, a couple right, times a year, right? Versus, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into a couple other listener questions here. Uh, Cooper, this one's for you. How fast can you drink a beer out of the chalice or or a water? How fast can you drink a water out of the chalice? That I don't know. The chalice is probably like I don't know. I wonder how many ounces. Let's see. It's probably about 16 fluid ounces. Get me a, one of these right here. Okay. Okay. Oh, hey, good choice on the beer. Okay. I got my ID to show I'm 21. <laughs> so just had, had to make sure. Um, I don't know. I can, I can put them down. I can put water down pretty quick. I, I can put a lot of things down pretty quick. That, that's sound. Might have to edit that part out. Um, but I don't know. Four, three seconds. Okay. That's pretty good for a 16. That That is pretty solid. Right, did you, is that Blue Moon, uh, is that just 
Is that in honor of me? Because I'm a Blue Moon guy. Or do you just happen to also be a fan? It was in the fridge. I was like, I'm going on the podcast. I'll grab it. Um, But yeah, in your honor. Good container. Yeah. Yeah. Aluminum can. That's good. It's it's nice. Cold too. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sorry, we'll leave you out of that one, Cole. Uh, We know you're underage. Yeah, I haven't tasted it ever. Yeah, it's it's gross, man. Don't even don't even worry about it. Uh, okay, one more for you, Cooper. While we're on this topic, do you still have the cup? I do actually. Okay, do you I want to elaborate on this? Yeah, this was literally just a cup. listener question. Was that's so the cup? That's it's so that, like over the summer. I honestly hate that this was like my thing, but like I had this cup, so I lost my water bottle, and Joe Hale, uh, like photographer guy for Tin Man. He, it's funny. I actually lost my water bottle again. So I got the, the tin man bottle, but I didn't really want it. This was back when we were doing the YouTube videos and I wasn't necessarily trying to show up to practice or the runs with everyone with the tin man bottle. I was getting a, like, I didn't want all the drama with that. So I had this cup, we were standing in an Airbnb and I had this cup that I would just start bringing and people like started calling it or well, I, I don't know if I called it the chalice or they called it the chalice, but I started bringing it and then we left the Airbnb, Airbnb and I stole it um, and started like throwing stickers on it and stuff. And I actually, yeah, I still have it at our house. Uh, hopefully I'm going to, you know, maybe 10 years down the line, auction it off for some good money. I was gonna, um, that's, good merch that's good merch. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper's cup. <laughs> So, so the chalice and the cup are the same thing then? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's an untapped merch market that could really, you know, boost my brand in the future. So um, I'm going to hold on to that one for a little while. See, uh, see if I can, you know, gain some stock in that, that arena. Oh yeah. About the time you make the Olympic team. I mean, that's going to go from $5 value up to 5,000. It's going to be a hundred Xer for sure. At least. You guys are triggering me with uh, Westfly. <laughs> I was going to say, don't let Westfly see that uh, that Tin Man water bottle there. <laughs> It'll get some hate for sure. It is purely because I do not have another one. I, I love Joe, though. Joe Joe hooked it up. Um, shout out to him. And I, I don't mind any of the Tin Man guys, really. Of course. Uh, yeah. Where we are objective here at this podcast. We're on everyone's mm-hmm. side. We're friends with everyone. So <laughs> I'm when making the YouTube videos, uh, do you think that that helped you in that you knew that people were watching? So you were going to go the extra, well, this is a terrible pun, go the extra mile, uh, put in the extra work because you knew that you actually had people following you. So you couldn't like, you know, wuss out of anything. Like, was that ever part of crossing your mind? Do you think it helped you that way? Or was it annoying? Like, I'm just curious kind of how that all started and whether you, whether you enjoyed it, like truly enjoyed it or indifferent or what you think of it? I don't think it necessarily made a difference in training at all. It was definitely like, I don't know. It was a fun thing to do when it started, but then it started being like, you get up and then Ben has a camera in your face like we went on this trip to Montana and Ben would get up and we would be looking horrible in the morning about to head out for like a, a run. And he'd be like, so what's on the agenda today? And then like try to give us, make us do a bunch of stuff. And then at that point it got a little annoying, but also it was kind of fun just like pumping out videos. Like it obviously, like, I think it helped sort of all our brands. It kind of put us on the map. Like I know I gained a ridiculous amount of followers in that arena and that kind of jump started like 
being a name in collegiate running and kind of in the running world. So I think it was really cool on that front. Um, it definitely helped that side of things, but, um, you know, I think we're, we're all pretty committed guys to, you know, making sure we get up, get out the door every day and, you know, do everything we have to. I think that's kind of showed in our results. So, uh, and I don't think that YouTube has really been a part of that as much as it sure it might've been, who knows. Right. Yeah. I don't think Ben Crawford was really holding us accountable for, for our training <laughs> during that, but yeah, he pretty much said it like, yeah, we'll get up and do the work. I think the vlog was just an extra thing to have. Yeah. It like made us more personable, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, guess. All, all, I think all those, all those high school boys that were watching those were certainly holding you guys accountable. You were, you were, you were scrolling through the comments. You were getting, getting didn't ego get any, boosts yeah, for get sure. Any, like hate mail. So yeah. it was, it was really funny looking at the Oregon Instagram after those videos came out. If you look at, you know, posts probably bef- like pre YouTube videos, the comments on there were probably all like go ducks, like all this stuff. And now uh, I was talking to our media guy and he's like, yeah, half of them are just like talking about like random quotes from the vlogs or like, do you guys know who flight reacts is? I don't know. Okay. Never mind then. But he has his one, like, I don't really know. It's, it's too much to explain, but yeah, it's just like a bunch of random quotes from high school kids, like high school stands that like just love like me or Cole or Reed or Carter, literally anyone who has ever been in any of the videos. And he's like, yeah, all they, whenever they put up like a ask us questions or what else do you want to see? It's, he said, it's like 90% is just asking for more content of us. I think that's so funny that that has actually had like an influence on the Oregon TF Instagram, like, influence and like the culture around that so yeah ben better be careful he's gonna like start working for university might as well might as well just start working for him officially Uh, he was for a little bit oh okay well (laughs) there we go (laughs) no more (laughs) do do is there a story behind that are we leaving that out (laughs) up to interpretation Fair enough. Okay. We'll get, right. we'll get Ben on at some point and we'll, we'll ask the source himself. He's, he's looking for, he really wants to come on. I know yeah. we, we, we really wanted to make it happen. And uh, when we were down in Austin for the Texas yeah. qualifier, cause he was there, but I mean, he was obviously busy, like working a lot. Actually, we were actually we were, working. We were just, yeah, we were, not. we were kind of <laughs> screwing screw off working. Um, but he <laughs> was actually like legitimately working. So it didn't really work to sync up. So you, you've got to have him in person. I agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That, I mean, that's the ideal post COVID world is to be able to actually meet up with people in person, yeah. with hot, go to hot spots like, like Eugene, Portland, Boulder, and just sit down with a bunch of people and knock out a bunch of podcasts at a time. Cause that's <laughs> definitely more fun. Yeah. The in-person stuff is, is way easier to like, I feel like those ones are, are faster too. Like yep. you get way more content in person than over the phone or over zoom. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think wait, is Ben going to be at uh, Kansas City? I don't know. Do you guys know Ben's Ben's upcoming schedule for meets? His twenty twenty one schedule. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't know. Access to his calendar. I heard he said you were a secretary. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I'll be back in Eugene tomorrow. I'll do some snooping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that'd be fun to have him on in person at Kansas City. Yeah, that would be cool. I bet he'll be there. Yeah. We'll see. All right. We we got to ask. We we had again asking for listener questions. 
the the vast majority of them were around around this whole cilantro thing, centro thing. I don't want to beat this to death, and if you don't want to like talk about it a ton, that's totally fine. But uh, pe- people are just curious on what the what the status is here. I don't know. I I, I think everyone kind of knows the origin story at this point. But uh, has there been any any further exchanges between either of you and Centro or anyone else that you know of in, in Centro or, or not. It seems like he, he's, he's fans of you guys. Well, I don't know. I don't, maybe not as much you Cooper, but he likes Cole a lot for sure. So <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm still in his good graces, but yeah. I don't know if there's been any more advances into the Centro Oregon beef, but I don't think there's really that much there, honestly. Yeah. I, personally, I think it's crazy how out of hand it got. Yeah. Yeah, and, I feel like everyone was just all cooped up and they're like, where can we like start drama? And then it was like these harmless comments that just like blew up and then blew up even more because everyone <laughs> misinterpreted it. Yeah. Well then like, yeah, the different running outlets get a hold of it and start posting it everywhere. Cause I mean, when anything happens in the running world, everybody knows about it. So I think that's how it gets blown out of proportion. I think, you know, <laughs> nobody has a problem with Centro. We all look up to him, obviously. Like, how can you not? He's an Oregon Duck legend. Like, yeah. It definitely just got blown out of proportion. So I think that's all I have to say about it. Would yeah. you sorry, my, Centro, if you're hearing this? My my question is would you or would you not like buy a cilantro t-shirt? <laughs> like a meme t-shirt. Us? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't I think I'd buy it. buy it, but like if I was post-collegiate and someone gave one to me, I would not deny it. I think, I think it's funny. Like, honestly, that's like a funny thing. Uh, someone was sending like Carter ideas for like the, what, what was the thing he said? Your move. Your move. Yeah. Like your move shirts. And Carter's like, I kind of have to have one of those. Like, just to remember this, even if like it ne- wasn't necessarily like the greatest thing that's ever happened, like just to know that it happened, it was like, it was funny. It was honestly hilarious at the time. Um, yeah. So it would be good memorabilia to have when you're, I don't know, like 60 to give to my grandkids or something. That would be such a funny story. Like you have your swagged out man cave or basement or whatever. And like your, your grandchildren come down they're like, Oh, like, what does that shirt mean? You're like, well, Were I'm you a, in I'm gardening or something? Or <laughs> but there, there's literally like no story to even describe. It's, right. it's yeah. one of those things. that's just like you had to be there. Like yeah. There yeah it's like Instagram's there. dead by then. Yeah. Like, probably. Yeah. Cilantro is not even a plant anymore. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Carter's uh, one of my roommates. And it was funny that day he commented, well, I was about to post. I was saying the captions while I was sitting in the kitchen. And uh, then he's like, oh, I already got, I'm going to be the first one to comment. I got a good comment. <laughs> and then he comments that and then this throughout the day he's like he's like no way my comment has like 100 likes and i think it's at like over 800 or like 900 <laughs> likes now it just went insane that day was yeah he was he was freaking out that day. <laughs> it's probably got to be like the most liked comment just like involved in track and field like obviously track and po- field, yeah. the posts get a lot but like that has to be the most viral comment on instagram <laughs> for sure absolutely it's up there <laughs> So is there, is there no, is there any extra motivation or not to, to take down Centro? I think I know the answer, but. Nah, I mean, I've already, <laughs> I already have enough motivation just to do well on my own. Right, yeah. right. 
I think that, yeah, the real, the easy bad guys are old mess. I think that's a much more. Yeah. 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 We kind of, I feel like we kind of took care of that. I honestly, I think it's hilarious what Everett's doing over there. Um, I don't necessarily condone it. I don't want to take sides on anything, but Everett's a good guy. He, I think he's kind of trying to spice up track and field. He's been, he's been trying to get at you recently for the beer mile, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I, I mean, again, I don't condone it, but like, I, it's pretty entertaining to be honest. And, and no, the, the beef between him and I, like we, I, we actually, I think we, well, we are going to race a beer mile, just yeah. a matter of when. And so I think it will be a legitimate race and I'm excited for it, but you know, I, I don't mind him talking all the shit on me. That's totally fine. I mean, I kind of provoked it to be honest when yeah. I, when I brought it up in the podcast. So I have no, I have no issues about it. Like every day when I see he tags me in something, I'm like, Oh hell yeah, let's go. Like, <laughs> let's keep this thing going. <laughs> I never thought I'd be tagged in this many West fly things out of nowhere. Like it's crazy, but I mean, he's, it's, working somehow we'd love to just whenever it's new well him and ben are pretty close they talk all the time just trying to think up new strategies on how to you know get a tighter grip on the running community so yeah yeah i think it's hilarious they're they're doing they're trying to build their brand in whatever way possible so it's good for them for sure we're this uh we'll we'll see we'll see if everett listens to this or if anyone uh, sends it to him but what kind of what we were thinking because he, he hasn't set a date yet and so I, obviously like it's it's because it's ncaa outdoor season like i, I get why he wouldn't want to do it but you know he you know he's calling me he's calling me a bitch for not like not wanting to challenge him i'll literally race him anytime so i'm kind of thinking like what if we just drive down there and just show up at his door next week like it's or you know in two weekends like if we know he's going to be there just show up and just knock on the door and be like yo let's go to the track right now like you Let's let's do it. I mean, I don't know if I can get off work to do it, but it's uh, but I think it would be hilarious just to be so funny. Doorstep. It's like, hey, you want to call me out? Fine, I'll I'm I'm I'll here to race you whenever you want. I'll come to you. <laughs> Let me and Reed hop in. We did one uh, back in last spring. Didn't go well, but we'll hop in as Pacers or something. Ooh, oh hell like yeah! So, do you think you have potential? I mean, you've only done no. one. No, no potential, really. Even well, with even with that chalice chug you got, the cup chug? Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, like, I, I feel like I could do decent, but I, I don't have potential to be great. Like, what what's your beer mile time? Uh, 4.37. Okay, gross. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But, but you're like, I mean, but your mile PR is 20 seconds faster than mine. So. Okay. So in theory, in theory, as long as you're at least like, 75% of the chugger I am, you should be able to be right there with me or beat me. Fair enough. Okay. You know what? Maybe it takes some, it takes some training, but yeah, I'd have to do a little research, a little, uh, some, some trial and error, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll show up. Cool. Well, I feel like you could give Everett a run for his money. That would, it would, I think it would be a showdown. It's, we'll we'll certainly invest in you if you find out you're the next the next big thing in the beer mile. We'll, all right. we'll hit you with a, a sponsorship. It's totally <laughs> going to match what Nike could give you. So oh, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Cole? I mean, obvi- well, obviously you haven't done a beer mile, but have you done like a chocolate milk mile or any of the other crap that a lot of high school kids do? <laughs> uh, I actually haven't done anything like that. Kind of lame. Yeah, never. Uh, the the do mile died out before I was good enough with the invite but uh and, yeah. 
You're Thank missing you. out, man. Ch- yeah, chugging milk or chugging soda. Great, great <laughs> things to do for fun on the weekends. Absolutely. Dude, kids are fucking stupid. <laughs> Why I mean, I was, I'm a stupid kid. Oh, yeah. I was a stupid kid. <laughs> hey, I'm a stupid kid. The, du- the Duma was a great event that Carter put together. Carter and Ben. That Carter? sucked. That was way worse than any beer mile you could do. I'll tell yeah. you that much. That's that was despicable yeah. that they even thought of that idea. <laughs> Carter's got his hands all over the track world. With the <laughs> most clouded comment. He's got the sneaky influencer of the track world. Yeah, yeah actually. Seriously. Yeah, no, everything other than if you did a water mile, like literally everything else is worse than a beer mile. Like milk is worse, yeah. eggnog's worse, any any kind of pop is worse. Yeah, actually. I feel like chocolate milk or milk is would be way worse than beer. Yeah. Nasty. We would love that. more more chocolate milk than anyone i've ever seen my whole life i i I used to be into chocolate milk and then something happened and my body just started rejecting it's just like no not anymore yeah it's apparently the best recovery drink out there at least that's what the advertisers want me to think i don't know they don't know they don't know about (laughs) pd light sponsor us (laughs) Uh, (laughs) trying to get that pd light sponsor all right, what, let's see. We got a couple others here. Um, oh, I have one. Okay, you're fire away. So, Cole, you're, you're a bit of a, I would say, an amateur producer, right? Um, <laughs> no, no experience on the rap side. Who would w- win in a rap battle between you and Coop? Mm, I, think, I think I could hold it down still. I don't, I don't publicly uh, rap, but I don't even publicly produce. It's all underground still, but I think I can hold my ground. Yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. I used to freestyle with my friends in high school, and I'll tell you, it was not good. <laughs> like, if if Cole is literate at all, he could definitely, you know, take take me down. So I'll give Cole the win on that one for sure. Yeah, we've been trying to set up a Oregon we track have. cipher though. So a yeah. double XL freshman. <laughs> <laughs> Who who else on the Oregon team would be good at the cipher? Like who who do you think would be uh, hidden talent? I think Jack Urian is sneaky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He'd be, he be a sneaky pick. Yeah. <laughs> what's your uh, yeah? What's your underground DJ setup like? <laughs> um, right now it's my Mac. <laughs> but, yeah, just because I have this keyboard. It's called like a launch key at home, and it's like a keyboard with uh like some i don't know what it's even called just like a it's just like a midi interface if you know anything about that but yeah it's a little bit easier to like make music on that but i've just never brought it out to oregon so yeah so it's kind of died down a little bit okay so i was gonna i was gonna ask are you just building up a library so that way at some point you're just gonna pump out some albums just like drop it all at once i'm still yeah i'm still uh working on some stuff here and there i was actually in a songwriting class this past term so creating some fire in there but it's still all unreleased still really rough too what genres are you um, with? mainly hip-hop yeah wow there we go you and uh you and kiran got a collab he's well, more, it's a little different he's yeah more, he's more different. dm but he's, yeah you could probably he's a dj right yeah yeah hey dj's yeah. a burning man he's got some good house stuff sure. soundcloud yeah, we'll give, we'll give some plug. Yeah, go, yeah. Hell yeah. Plug, plug to Kieran SoundCloud. He doesn't have a big following on there, but uh, he's got some good stuff for sure. Yeah, apparently David Ribich is uh he likes the rap, so he asked me to send him a beat, but 
don't know. You're gonna have to make it a good one. If, I, I think that's that would like be a, great. I think that's a secret grab at like he's just not gonna give you producer credits for it. Like he'll put <laughs> on the track, <laughs> steal the credits. It's for the culture. I don't really care about the. I, mean, I, I think that collab would be so funny. Uh, I think it'd be his, pretty, his it'd rap. Be his raps would be so educated, though. They'd yeah. be like, <laughs> they'd be so, oh, he's so articulate. He's, and, he's and, clever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, he's a writer, so like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's run up the cipher on Friday, Cole. Yeah, I'm down. Since <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> so you two are the the only non professional runners that they've had on the pod, what's your? Uh, do either of you have a Josh Kerr impersonation? he likes to chat shit for sure I, I think he's hilarious i could never be as witty as he is i it might just be because he's scottish or british or whatever he is but whatever he says is so funny to me it might it literally might just be the accent like we give james west the most amount of shit out of anyone it's it's insane actually how much you know we we kind of chirp him about that stuff um Cole, go for it. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Him on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, no shot on that. <laughs> Given that impression, I just, uh, I just can't get over his uh, freaking chair. Like, I think we should put that on a t-shirt. The chair is hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, the Harriers probably already put it on a shirt by the time sure, this episode sure. drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely true though. Like it's Scottish, British accents, and even like Australian accents. Everything they say is oh, just yeah. funny. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're yeah, actually like, funny or not, but it just it works for whatever reason. What Cooper is saying, James on our team, people just will say something, just not even a joke, and then people will break into the most like old timey like squeaky British <laughs> accent, just clowning <laughs> every day. If you ever see Austin Tamagno, ask him to stay to say "spot me five quid." Love <laughs> <laughs> spot me five quid. <laughs> it's like that on crack. How you just said that? Like he, it's insane. It's like one of my favorite things ever. I feel like I'm not allowed to go abroad and like get drunk anymore because I feel like I will for sure just like break. Start out talking in accent. I, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by them, but I but I am. <laughs> um. Do you two think that you could beat us? And we don't have to play right now, but do you two think you could beat us in a game of flip cup? Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, okay. All I right. mean, I don't, I kind of bet against myself. I came downstairs one day and Ben was watching the video of you guys playing against uh, Sinclair and Vanessa. And I mean, they weren't necessarily giving you the hardest challenge i think i think we could be right there okay okay i might be the weak the weak link to be honest i i feel like i feel like we could play i feel like we could we could hold our own for okay. sure that's fair we, we were actually talking to you we were like how how come nobody has ever like been really we're not, we i was never known in college for like oh that's the flip cup guy not we're, no no is that a good thing to be known for I don't no, think so. No. I think that means you're probably going to like go work at McDonald's or something. It's more just impressive at how bad the other people I've been that we played yeah. against. It's like, how can you not just like as a normal human figure out how to at least after like two tries just get yeah. you know, like People are yeah. always just like smack it. It's like <laughs> it flips like five times. Like, what are you like, doing? What's wrong? <laughs> I, one thing I do think, do you guys ever play beer die? Beer die. Well, uh, describe the game. We might know by different name. Maybe. Okay, so you have a table, cups on each corner. You have a die. You toss it. There's like a halfway line, 
and it hits the other side and you have to catch it before it falls off the table. Have not actually played no, that one. Heard no. Of that? no. That's insane. No wonder you guys are good at flip cup. You guys are like <laughs> the only game you guys had. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're always down to learn new games. I mean, our, our go-tos are, and Vanessa and Sinclair called these weird things. So we call it boom cup. I don't know if you have boom cup. They called it like rage cage. And oh, yeah, 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 rage okay, cage. So yeah, ra- yeah that, that's our go- main go-to game. Flip cup is kind of like a secondary or third game, probably after Pong Dude, as well. Literally the only time I play flip cup is on the podcast. Well, yeah, in the last, since we've you know been adulting life, yeah, pretty much just on the podcast is about. Yeah, ra- rage cage is definitely a, a college classic game. I yeah. I guess beard eye is sort of like a last like four years kind of like pretty, it's, it's gained popularity very recently. So I'm not fully surprised you guys haven't played it, but if you guys are ever in our neck of the woods, we'll, we'll give yeah, you a game. We'll teach you. Yeah. Teach us some games. Yeah. The post Olympic celebration will come, come visit you guys after you get Beautiful. back from, uh, from Japan. Beautiful. <laughs> Let's see here. Do we have any other listener questions that we want to make sure we ask? I guess I guess a similar, similar uh, topic. Who would win in a chug off with water, of course, between the two of you? Uh, I think Cooper might have me be there. It'd be close. I don't yeah. know. That's a- Neither of us are particularly like, Noah's like, yo, there's the chug guy. Like he can yeah. chug really fast. Yeah, that's definitely like, not me. There's like, some people that can just slam anything. <laughs> I'm kind of happy I'm not one of those people. I feel like that's a weird thing to be known for. Yeah. So, yeah. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I could shotgun pretty decent. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like yeah, maybe I could. I could edge Cole out like three to, you know, three to two out of five. Yeah. Pretty. What cool. do you guys have a shotgun PR? I don't really know how to measure that fairly. I've never. Like, yeah, I've never like had a timer. Are going to shotgun right now? <laughs> yeah, it's an easy way. You guys are gonna. We've got bottles. <laughs> <laughs> That's savage. I mean, I would chug. I would chug a beer. I wouldn't. I don't have a shotgun ability. All right, then do it. Okay. You ever do the, like the swirly yeah. thing where yeah. you like, twist it? Oh, oh, you got you got that one. I got this one. Oh, you're gonna do a. Oh, I mean, you could have shotgun that. Well, I thought we were gonna do it evenly. Oh, I mean, if you want to, I'm gonna. You can't you. open it. I cracked. You had, the sh- you had the shotgun ready. Yeah. Do you want a shotgun against me chugging out of the bottle? Ah, well, you were going to beat me in that, obviously. Um, yeah, that's not fair. You get. I mean, a shotgun. You can shotgun in like three seconds. Yeah. True. All right. Let's try it. All right. I'll set up. I'll, I'll get a timer going. So there we'll we go. There we go. <laughs> Grab some keys. There's another one down here if you need. Yeah. <laughs> some of the man. Some of the questions we get. I, I bet you got some out of pocket stuff. Oh, for sure. Like, and they're what? like they're. <laughs> they're definitely sophomores in high school or something like yeah, that. Like, like, they're like chuckling like at home behind their behind their phone. Think they're hilarious. Like, no way you just yeah. said that, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we doing a little chug off? Yeah. I'm trying. All right. I'll be okay. good and try not to hit them. Oh, that's fine. All right. Okay. Well, you you guys count, count us down. Go for it, Cole. All right. Three, two, one, go. Wow. That was respectable. That was impressive. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is, like, that's obviously a much better chug than a shotgun. That should have been deleted. That's what I was going to say. It 
wasn't, it wasn't as impressive say. from the shotgun yeah. guy because he should be able to. I own thought it. you guys were the chug guys. Like Chris killed that. That was not the most impressive shotgun I've ever yeah. seen. No, not I'm, a great shotgun. I'm clocking yeah. six four three. Yeah, that's, like, that's that's average beer mile split for chugging. That's it's an average. Okay. I've, I've run shotguns faster than that. I don't want to like. I don't want to. You know. Sure, McCoy, of course. Of, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that that was not impressive at all. Like I'd say, like three ish seconds is a like that's a solid. That's a good shot. Yeah. I have to really like. I have to for races. I'd like to be very calm going into it. Like if I'm yawning at the start line, that means I'm like feeling You're good. relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for chugging events and the beer mile, I need to like mentally psych myself up so much <laughs> in order to perform because it fucking sucks and it's like not like it's just dumb and i'm like i'm not getting anything out of this so like why am i doing it but then you don't, you don't feel cool as fuck trying to shotgun yeah, well, yeah. behind a green screen i'm more just like man i hope my boss doesn't find this <laughs> it's inevitable yeah that's so funny still in the clear though for now for now do you guys have any before we get into some closing questions? Do you guys have any banter or topics that that you want to bring up? Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do we'll take one from the sit and kick playbook and give give you the opportunity if if you would like to throw anything our way. Except you can't give us compliments this time. Yeah, Cole, no compliments about how you look up to Josh Kerr. None of that. No, that, was, that was kind of soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just texted Austin. He he just texted me and I'm trying to get him to come up here and do his <laughs> James West impersonation. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, please. Yes. We need that. We need that. <laughs> I might have to call in backups and make make sure he comes up. <laughs> um, definitely should do that. That's hilarious. I hate trying to think of questions on the spot. Okay, well, like who have been your favorite and least favorite guests? Boom. Bad question. Duh. No, that's a great question. <laughs> favorite and least favorite. Oh, also, who... Okay, so how many people have you interviewed, like, in person? Only <laughs> only Craig, Two. Eric, and Colleen. Yeah. Okay, did Colleen slam some beers or what? Nah, she no. didn't. We, we gave her a 10-pack of fireball shooters. Yeah, we gave her some fireball <laughs> shooters and she wouldn't take one. She made us leave with them, so... No, we, we struck out there. So the only, yeah, the only guests we've drank with in person are Craig and Eric and actually not many, yeah, not many guests drink on the pod. That's, that's a very, that's yeah. a rarity usually, but that's sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad. I saw, I saw an insane video of Eric chugging like a pint of beer. He is, we've heard some good stories and now we, yeah, we need to the, see it in person. He's going to be at the pro beer mile. Yeah. He, he was versus Greg. Who do you got? Eric? Eric all the way. Yeah. I, I, I agree, Eric. Yeah. Craig, Craig, by his own admission, was like, yeah, I, I would not bet on myself in a beer mile. In a drink like, off, like most drinks, I think I got Craig. Yeah, Craig for longevity. I mean, he he, he could go for the all day. Dude, he, he drank. Sure. That's, Ole, that's Ole Miss blood in him. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Dude, oh, I, I like couldn't even walk straight after that podcast. <laughs> Craig, Craig was just like feeding me beers. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it, it, it came to the end and we were like pushing each other to finish everything that was left. <laughs> and, and Eric was actually DDing. So he only had like two beers during the whole thing. So it was like on Craig and us to finish the two racks <laughs> that we had sitting there. It was great. But um, okay. It, one, one defining question. So on your favorite, like how should I measure favorite? Should it be like the person I would want to hang out with the most outside of the podcast? Is it like who is like literally the best at answering questions? What are you looking for here? Most entertaining, like 
who would you want to interview again the most? Oh Ooh. man. Okay. Who would I want to interview? Okay. I, I have my answer. So, I mean, the obvious, the obvious is Craig and Eric, like anytime yeah. in, in person with them would be I mean, freaking gonna, hilarious. We're almost going to start a series. With we, them. Yeah. Hopefully we can That's just do like every few months with them. But I think outside of that would be, uh, I think I would want to redo with Sinclair and Vanessa because I, I feel like yeah. we were like kind of, we were kind of awkward because we didn't know them at first. Yeah. And like, we finally like broke out of the bubble a little bit later on. Speaking and then we <laughs> met Sinclair in person after that. And so now I feel like we, if we redid that one, Speaking it would be a lot, it would be a lot more entertaining. Speaking of people that feed me drinks, Craig Sinclair. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, allegedly, I've got an idea for uh, you guys. Could do like, a, have you ever seen the Hot Ones YouTube? Yes. Eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys could do like, a, I guess it's beer, but say like shots for like questions you don't want to answer. You take a shot, something like, like that. I like that's the good. Hot One. Yeah, that's that's, that's cool. a great idea. Start with yeah. beer, move up to like Four loco. Yeah. And like regular shots in like Everclear or something. Yeah. Just throughout the yeah. interview, anytime you don't a- answer a question, you just take it. Oh, that's oh, that's money. I'm, I, I would also be much more likely to like do something like that, interviewing someone in person. I feel so weird. Like we're sitting in my condo right yeah. now, like yeah. just drinking by ourselves on a Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, obviously not, you know, we're with people, but like it'd be, I would feel much better about it if I'm actually in person with them and, and drinking. I think it'd be a lot more fun, but. Yeah. What, who's your favorite and least favorite? So um, yeah, Sinclair and Ness, I'd say I would, I would want to redo with them. Cause I think they're pretty entertaining. I think we didn't do a good job, like breaking them out of the shell early enough. Yeah. I, I think, um, it, it takes, yeah, it took a while for Sinclair to like start talking shit, which is kind of basically the podcast. But then once she, once she did, it was just like never endless. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> uh, so I, I would probably agree with that. I was like my fa- well, you favorite. Gotta pick a, you got to pick a different one. You well, can't just yeah. take the same you one. Oh, We've had like on. 20 guests. You can't pick the same person. Who is my favorite? <laughs> besides them and besides, I don't like anybody else. Oh. Besides uh, Craig and Eric. Um, wow, such a yeah, diss on all of our guests that you don't even hear else at the ready. <laughs> I, mean, I would interview what everyone. I would interview everybody again. Maybe well, I'll start yeah. with my least my least favorite was Nick Simmons because I just felt like a dumbass. <laughs> uh, and we know that Nick Simmons doesn't listen to this, so it's safe to call him out as the least favorite. <laughs> well, he's, he's not through he's his. Definitely like, going to send this to him. Yeah, yeah, send him this clip. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> his, yeah, not not due to how he like answered questions or anything. Maybe it was like, I think for this podcast, maybe it's more like he we're just like two dummies that like to give stupid responses to stuff. And he has a very specific brand, obviously like with his YouTube. So I think maybe if that qualifies as a quote unquote, least favorite, we'll go there. That makes um, sense. When you, when you interview Nick Simmons, he drives the interview. Like he knows the topics he wants to hit. So you, yeah. you ask a question like which a one was, sentence question and then he'll go for 10 minutes on whatever topic he wants to go which on. was amazing for so, like the one of the first guests that we had it was easy just like, but yeah but it's had like no fucking clue what we're doing yeah uh, yeah we we went to a couple nick simmons things like over the summer and like in the spring everything was in eugene and we'd have friends that would be like i'm um, trying to go make a hundred bucks like let me let's show up to the right, nick right, right. and and so we talked to him a couple times and yeah that man can he can he can talk for sure <laughs> yeah, he's for he's a a businessman. He's a smart guy. He is. Yeah. He's a good he's sure. 
speaking of Nick Simmons, I got a maybe a tough question for you guys. Then, who would be your least favorite running YouTuber at the moment? Oh man, <laughs> easy question. Westfly, I, you go. Oh come on, you go. Are you <laughs> telling me you don't like watching his videos? You don't think they're entertaining? Not even necessarily for the reason that he wants him to be entertaining for. I think that's a good that's a good uh, modifier for the question because because I, I think you're right. Um, but watching the actual video without like reacting the way I would just interpreting, I don't know. It's it's kind of like uh, you ever you ever think about your grandma when you're you're. <laughs> having sex and your penis kind of inverts what are you talking about that's what i get when i watch his youtube videos like Did that I, happen to you a lot every time i watch his his uh videos oh, bro or every, like when you're having sex though yeah i mean <laughs> that a lot that's not where i thought that sentence was gonna end no <laughs> that was not where i thought that was going so so did your answer change or was it like what uh, no, I, it just like makes me very uncomfortable watching his YouTube videos. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's definitely not my answer. I, so my answer, I would say, while, while we're on the Nick Simmons parade here, I think he all of his stuff that's like, can I bike sub four minutes on a mountain bike? I'm like, dude, I don't, I give zero. That was a, that, that was a dumb video. That would, that, but like, as far as other ones, I would, I would say, I mean, hopefully the, people don't hate us for that or hate me for this, but whatever. It's my opinion. Uh, Zach Levitt, like, Oh, <laughs> just gonna, just gonna say that. Like, right. I don't know. I, I, I'm nothing against the guy at all, but like, as he's gone less and less running and it's more just his video is just his face and him talking. I'm like, sweet man. Like, I know what you look like. That's cool. Like, I, honestly, he should just start a podcast. Well, he actually has a podcast, so never oh, mind. Okay. I, I, <laughs> he, I think he said that. His YouTube videos are just him doing monologues. So it's like, that's a podcast forum. That's not a YouTube forum. I think, so. yeah. Well, I don't know. Because I, like, I would say one of my favorite running YouTubes is Morgan McDonald's. But a lot of his are just monologues. But he adds, like, stupid fucking signs just- at the end. His editing is the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's the thing. He actually is good. He's good at telling the story in the video editing. So even if it is him talking, it's entertaining. It's it's a little different. Yeah, I think his are funny. Yeah, watching his like first video ever, and just seeing like at the end, he put this little Sonic meme with it was like it was like enter text here, and I was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like for no reason at, at yeah. that time. And like, yeah, that, that killed me. Gen Z humor. Even though he's like technically a little bit older than Gen Z, he mm-hmm. somehow has that level of humor, which I think is hilarious. He's good. He's good. Yeah. I mean, out, outside of our own YouTube, of course. That, oh, that's, 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 that's my favorite. YouTube, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those are some good, yeah, there's some good spicy questions. You got, you got anything else you got for us? I'm tapped. I'm good. <laughs> All right, let's let's just fire off a couple of closing questions here. Just off the dome. What do you got? Dude, we literally last interview we said how my memory is so bad. Okay, I'll uh, fire it off then. I'll yeah, fire it off. Get me warmed up. All right, well, let's start easy. Uh we'll go uh beer or like liquor, beer or cocktails. On, only for Cooper. Yeah, only for Cooper, sorry. Ooh. Cocktails. What cock mm. Cocktails, I guess. Well, well drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can call what, what cocktails. Okay. cocktails okay. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, favorite place you've lived? Uh, I've only lived in Indianapolis and Eugene. 
So two meccas of the world right there. Uh, I don't know. I like Indianapolis. It's cool. Yeah, I guess here, this is like the Bay Area. It's warm, not rainy. That helps. <laughs> True. Bay Area is stressful. What, uh, what specific part of it are you in? Alameda. It's like right next to Oakland. Sure. That's, that's less stressful than, than like SF or. Yeah, no, this is like the suburbs. Like this is as, this is like nice. You do nothing, but you like everyone has like a kid in elementary school. Like it's just like white moms. <laughs> the best <laughs> as I can describe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, pre-race meal and post-race meal, assuming that the race went well. Mm. Um, I can start my pre-race. It's not like anything. I like racing. Well, if it's like in the morning or like around like noon, then it's just like a normal breakfast, like pretty much like anything like eggs, pancakes, like bacon, just like not just enough to like get me to the race. And so I'm not starving at the line. And then if it's midday, like a subway sandwich, but then post-race, I always just like let loose and I'm a big candy guy. So like I'll, I'll have like a burger or something, but then I'll just like gorge myself on like any candy I can get. There we go. Yeah. Favorite candy or dessert. Oh God. I just like, like gummy stuff, like gummy worms, gummy bears. Oh. Yeah. I'd say mine for cross when we have races in the morning, I remember seeing Edwin Kurgat eat a, a waffle the morning before NCAA cross country last year, 2019, I guess it was. And I'd never had a waffle before a race, had a waffle before that race. Cause I saw him doing it and had like the best cross race of my life. So probably a waffle before cross six inch subway before anything, you know, in the afternoon or at night, um, post race, yeah, probably a burger. I feel like that's just like the go-to. Like whenever we're anywhere, you can get in and out. I feel like I always get in and out after. Either that or um, Canes. Oh, Canes. If possible. We, after like all the Arkansas meets, we walked to Canes. We just like left to like go cool down. And we just <laughs> walked to Canes. <laughs> um, so those two for sure are post-race meals. Yeah, just like two days ago. This whole past week, I've just been eating like garbage, <laughs> like can. But yeah, like two days ago, we don't have an in and out in Eugene, so me and my roommates just drove like an hour and a half to the closest one. Just to <laughs> so yeah, that is dedication. Yeah. yeah, on the dome. Uh, oh, I remember one. All right, here we go. If you only had one day left to live and you have unlimited money, what would you do? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think that's such a weird question. Cause like, <laughs> what's like money going to give you for that one day, but like, you're not going to go shopping. Like you're not going to wear or use anything. That's facts. I feel like I couldn't really say what I would actually like do on here. Like, <laughs> Like I that damn no. lifestyle for a day. GTA five, man. I don't know. <laughs> Just yeah, go play GTA for a day. <laughs> Put some tax on. Go steal a jet. I don't know. Who knows? 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was thinking like, just like buy a helicopter real quick or a private jet. Yeah. Shoot out somewhere and then just like vibe some like sick location. For sure. Go, go cop a PJ with the boys and go to like the Bahamas or something. I think yeah. that'd be sick. There you go. Yeah. I think, I think that's the go-to is whatever money it takes to get like all of your friends and family somewhere to just have like a big, a big day. Just have whatever. like a, yeah. a big fire and then like a ton of booze and there you go. That's all you need. Be sick. Some boats and hoes. <laughs> call, call your boat guy. Boats right? and hoes. <laughs> you say that guy. Boat yeah, Cole, Cole's a boat guy. <laughs> Dude, that was a fun. <laughs> they were asking us for questions, and we're like, what can we Was well, that you? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. the only one who ever talks about the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> little yachty. <laughs> I used to love little yacht. I saw a kid break, an, uh, break his arm at a little yachty concert. <laughs> why does that not surprise me not surprised <laughs> not at all um okay give our listeners a stock pick what are what are, what are you going long in Ooh. on the stocks Ooh. these days like stock market yeah stock market give us give us a stock pick what are we buying when the stock market opens tomorrow to hold uh, for a couple days get, i got an answer Okay, okay, let's go. I was gonna say if you're not if you're not into that, it can be like fictional, but I I'm I'm not super into it. And but I'm saying Gap, Kanye's got that collab dropping, and it's like projected like I don't know something crazy. You got like a billion dollars for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Gap, Gap right. stock gotta get to the moon. I know. I know. All right, do. All right. Call options on uh, Gap <laughs> tomorrow morning. Cool. That'll be a fun Instagram. There we go. <laughs> I might have to phone the. Mr. Westfly for this one. <laughs> I mean, he would just say to buy the Westfly stock, though. True. So, like, that's all you need is Westfly stock. Short, short. What's tin the man. opposite of Westfly stock? Tin Man. Yeah, Tin Man. Tin man. Yeah. I was gonna say the opposite of that, but maybe neither of those. Um, <laughs> ben Crawford stock. Oh, okay. True that. Yeah. There we go. There like we go. That. Had to put on for the homies. In- invest in what you know. Yeah, that's good. It's good. Good returns on that. Should be good. Gap is definitely the. That's a good. Yeah, I like that. That's a good play. Yeah, I'm, I might actually do that tomorrow. You guys might want to edit that out so we keep a little bit more for ourselves. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can be giving the listeners away. Well, so, well, actually, no, it'll be unless, good. We, yeah, we, we, we buy, buy tomorrow and then this podcast releases next week. So then, then everyone will drive up demand. Price will shoot That's up. True. Yeah. So, so we buy tomorrow and we hold for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Do a little pump and dump. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> SEC, if you're if those, you're man, those will be the days when we have enough listeners. We can do a pump and dump. Man, <laughs> that'll be epic. I have a very different interpretation of pump and dump. <laughs> <laughs> How would you, how would you even like get in trouble for that if if you have like a a joking like a sarcastic podcast? Do you think I mean, you don't. Elon Musk didn't get in trouble for pumping true. Dogecoin, so true. You, you yeah. or, or Tesla, exactly. Actually, yeah. he, he got in trouble. Oh, he got a little fine, but so a little, a little fine. I mean, that's what happened with like the GameStop thing too. Like yeah. on yeah. Reddit, that Reddit thread. Yeah, yeah. That was, that, was I, that thing is so hard to explain to my parents. And people of that generation, they like kept asking me, like, so explain this GameStop thing to me. And I was like, I don't think that I can. To explain. I won't. <laughs> it's like, you know the internet, right? <laughs> Basically that happened. 
You got any other closing questions? I'm. I think my brain's empty, man. I think I'm tapped out as well. Oh wow! I, all right, cool. That's yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining, fellas. Any any last words of wisdom for our listeners? Anything you want to plug? Give you we'll I give you more for me. Any any rhymes you want to drop? The floor is yours. <laughs> nah, I couldn't get Austin to come up do his impression. Damn. I'm gonna yeah. call him real quick. I'm gonna one He's second. See if I can work yeah, some magic. Go for, it. go for it. Let's see. That's the great thing about editing. You can just you know cut out all the <laughs> all the silence and just snip snip snip. Boom! Pull it out. <laughs> Come on. You can't half-ass it. It's got to be the full one or it's not going to be, it's not going to hit. Yeah, I feel like we're not going to get it. The thing is, yeah, you guys might have to just experience, he's really not going to pick up right now. That's crazy. Is is he like shy to, is he, would he be shy to do it on the spot? Is this like only a thing or? He might be, but also he might not be. Yeah. Yeah, He didn't pick up. That's crazy. I told him you're on too, so that's probably why he's not picking up. You know, you oh, know what you man. should do is is like just get him to send you a Snapchat or something like that and then record or save it and then we'll splice it in anyway. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, fun. guys. Uh, we'll be – I mean, now we're, we're invested in the one-two punch at the Olympic trials for you guys. So Literally. Yeah. yeah. We are invested, so make <laughs> it happen, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'll send my documents over with uh, that you guys can sign. That's true. We, yeah, yeah I guess we're gonna look them over. Put this in writing and not just be a gentleman's agreement. Oh, like, I'll, I'll be there. This? I'll be there live, like doing a selfie, like with, with you guys on the. Well, oh yeah, if, if oh, they're in one too. If we're allowed, yeah, if we're allowed in. We'll yeah, see. I don't think we're gonna be allowed. That's the problem. We we have big dreams of being able to come and spectate in person and be media in person, but not looking great at this. Small point. podcast, big dreams. That's right. Let's see if we can pull some pull some strings. If you can. If you, I mean, it is, yeah, home court advantage. Sure. Let us know if you can pull some strings. Probably not, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Hey, 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 we are back. There's our interview with Colin Cooper of the Oregon Ducks. It was a great interview. Apparently. I mean, we don't know. We don't know yet. We haven't uh, recorded the interview yet as of the time we were recording this outro, but I can guarantee you it was Dude, a it 10 fucking, out of 10. Yeah, it fucking slapped. It slapped uh, hard. I think no matter how well the interview went, I'm, I'm hoping that it helped some of y'all out on your long run or it made your shit on the toilet really good. Yep. Whatever you do, wh- whenever you listen to this podcast, hopefully it helped you pass the time. That's right. Cooking dinner, taking a dump going for a run, avoiding working, Ooh. avoiding homework while you're making out with your girlfriend. I mean, Ooh. you know, that's not a very beta move though. I don't know. Yeah. And I shouldn't say just while you're making out with your girlfriend, we have a lot of lady listeners of this podcast. We really appreciate y'all. So while you're making out with your significant other, regardless of whether they're a boy or girl. So, or, or if they choose not to identify, that's right. So let us know how that one hit for you. Did it hit different? Did it hit the same? Just let us know. Give us a comment. Uh, below if you're on youtube shoot us a dm just just get in touch yeah let us We're know here for you. let us know if that shit bussin bus yeah bus <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that shit bussin all right beer of the week y'all we got the sunshine state florida lager open that one here for you this is still yet one of the beers that adam 
uh, is getting as part of, what was it? Your brother for Christmas got you a oh, beer yeah. subscription, correct? Yeah, this is the last package. Um, so you better enjoy it. An amber lager. Don't really get too many of those, but 5% ABV. Oh boy, it's a green label. If this is transparent on YouTube right now, that's kind of hilarious. Because <laughs> it's a green label. Yeah. Green screen. So I guess this is a break from the IPAs we've done Finally, for the Finally, you've yeah. been like destroying my taste buds with these, uh, this IPA <laughs> just life. Just throwing your tongue in a microwave. I just haven't been enjoying it, to be honest. Now we're back. Good old drinkable summer beer, getting me in the summer spirit. It's got the Florida, got the sunshine, got the lager. Aren't, aren't lagers a winter beer, though? Lagers are an anytime beer, I'd All right. say. All right, fair enough. Fair are, enough. Are, they, are they actually meant to be in a winter beer? I don't know. That's just what I think of when I think of lager. Yeah, well, we'll have to ask Molly about that when we talk to Molly Seidel, since oh, she, she be, probably knows more about beer than I was just going to gonna say, it'll, it'll be nice to talk to somebody who actually knows things. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk to her about that specifically. But first uh, impression so far, oh, in uh, Cape Canaveral is where this is in Florida, where the brewery is. Hmm. Okay, so taste, compared to other lagers, like I don't really... I don't have a good strike zone for lagers. Like I haven't. I don't think I've tasted enough. Taste enough lagers? Yeah. I mean, what what to, is? To score what are your dirty thirty racks considered? Are they like a mix of lagers and pilsners? Like I don't even know. They're, I mean, Miller Lite's pilsner, but everything Miller's else is lager, right? Is it? Yeah. Like I think Budweiser's a lager. I think they're. Yeah, but is Bud Light a lager? I think so. Interesting. I think it's a lager. I don't know. Let they us know if it's lager. They must be know. fake, fake lagers. Well, that's th- this actually tastes like it has some substance to yeah. it versus lager. The, uh... Barely know her. <laughs> okay, taste uh, scale of one to ten. What are you thinking? I'd give it a five. A five? Yeah, I'd say it's kind of middle of the road there. I'll go. I'll go. Actually, uh, I might even go lower. I might go like a four on taste. There's just not a lot of taste. I mean, it's yeah. fine. It's but it's not. So let's, let's do drinkability and then we can do our, our finishing notes. Yeah. So, so drinkability, I'd, I'd say about a six. That's what I was going to say too. It's, it's definitely no dirty 30, but it's, it's no dirty 30, but I could do a responsible six pack of these. Um, yeah. I think the issue with the taste is there's nothing that really like stands out to me for, Agreed. for something that's this heavy. I mean, 5% is not heavy, but it, I think the beer itself for drinkability plus taste is kind of lacking. In yeah, both. it tastes noticeably heavier than a dirty thirty. Like yeah, type oh of beer, yeah, yeah. But you're really not getting much free out of it. Well, you're not getting no. any free out of it. You know. Like, yeah, usually, same, usually when same I'm, ABV as as Bud as Coors. As, yeah, I feel like when I'm drinking out of a bottle, that's typically like I'm trying to go for the va- the value play in terms of ABV. Like whatever whatever tastes really good and is like a sneaky. 7.3%. That's ideal, but this is a 5%. And I don't know, just tastes kind of mediocre. Yeah. You're not going to have yourself a sneaky bender on this one, probably. No. no. But maybe that's the move for the night. Maybe it's, hey, this is my responsible beer. This, I think this is a good, like, I'm, I'm grilling beer. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. at the grills. I'm going to have one of these while I'm. Take, spending the 30 minutes grilling the food i think it's good yeah. for that like i'm out outside in a tank top this would be a good nurse beer where you're like eh, i i'm not really feeling like going after it today so i'm just going to kind of hang out with this single yeah beer. yeah i'm with you beautiful any x factor on this one i would say our usual x factor of graphic design being amazing not amazing on this one no, very very right. basic so graphic designer hopefully you're only making minimum wage my man uh, you, jesus christ <laughs> you don't deserve more than that bro <laughs> um i think x factor either has to be uh florida i think 
for being like a, a, a Florida beer, I feel like, you know, you always Google Florida man and, and like the date and it's, yeah. you know, some crazy shit. It's very normal. Very normal beer. This beer is too normal, y'all. It's like, it's definitely does not belong in Florida. <laughs> it's also kind of false advertising. There's an orange on the labels here, but there's definitely no orange peel or orange flavor in it. This is no blue no. moon or, or anything like that. I think I've, I feel like the they like tried to make it tastes like orange without adding in any real flavoring you know right right they're trying to just persuade you like most labeling and it tastes like if you if you licked orange plastic you know you're like well i guess the color is orange so it's influencing your brain even though there's no underlying yeah you're like but it kind of tastes like plastic yeah exactly exactly (laughs) well there it is beer of the week Another another new beer that we both tried. Check checked off the list. We're all about you know checking things off the list, kind of guys. Uh, check that one off the list. There's still you know infinite beers out there. So if you want to give us some recs, let us know. Or even send us or send a six us pack. some. Yeah. Did that six pack ever come through yet? Shit. Actually, I should check my mail. Yeah, I, you should I, check I, your I mail. I did get some. We should we should do that. Sorry, sorry. Uh, freak. What was his name? I forgot what his name was. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. I'd have to look it up. Sorry Synergies. if the beer did come. Uh, and we just haven't checked our doorman, checked with our doorman yet on the package, but we'll get it. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. Beer of the week. Um, when you're listening to this episode, it's either tomorrow or the next day. Well, I guess it depends on when you're listening to this episode. This episode is coming out on either the 30th or the 31st of March, 2021 AD. And what about it's, well, is it pre-corona or after Corona? During Corona, DC. Ooh, yeah, after Corona. Are we, can we say we're after Corona yet? We can't say that yet. No. Anyway, either tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day it came out, either on, I'll just say the actual date. This is like some major calculus. This is, this is too hard because I never know when people are actually going to watch this, right? So either on March 31st or on April 1st is when I'll legally be able to announce some big news. So, and it's not a divorce. It's not a divorce. For For you single ladies out there. Yeah, what what else what else is it not? Um it's not a prenup. Didn't uh, not a prenup. You, oh, ooh, uh, not hot a hot seat. Hot seat. Do you have a prenup? No, I don't have a prenup. Uh, hmm. It's not a lost child support custody case <laughs> oh, or a, a lost child custody case, a lost child support case. It's not a Oh man, what else? Yeah, what else would I legally not be what able are, to well, Yeah, what are clues? Hmm, what are clues that you're legally allowed to say? Clues. Okay. So uh, I run the beer mile, as you may or may not be aware. So I will say it's related to the sport of the beer mile. That's a good. Yeah, th- I think so, that's So legal. there's the clue. Big announcement coming March 31st or April 1st, depending on when I can legally announce it. But it'll be one of those two days uh, is what it sounds like as of right now. As of the filming of this one week before that, stay tuned on YouTube and Instagram because it's going to be pretty. It's, it's going to be a good one. Spicy news. Big news. Shaking up the damn running world. That's yeah. all I got to say about that. Also, uh, let us know if you want. Uh, honestly, I don't even care if you guys want it. We're going to make some betas only t-shirts uh, yeah. just, just behind all the beef with Westfly. I think betas only is is kind of got to be our motto now. Yeah. I, if you, you know what? I keep going back and forth on whether I want to talk about this or not because I don't want to give the guy airtime. Well, it's in the post show, so not many people will listen to it. Okay. That. So we'll just... We'll just quickly say this. Mr. Westfly continues to call me out and say, 
Oh, Chris is scared to race. He's a beta, even though, and I can pull up my DMs and show you. I Ooh, post all experts. the time. I I'm, I'm keep saying set a date so that I know when the date is, and he won't set a date. So he's going on the tracks of podcast. He's going on the, where else has he gone? Well, on his own Instagram account, on his Insta stories, he's saying, uh, Chris Robertson, Beer Mile Podcast, you betas pussies afraid to race i'm putting up 2k but he's afraid to race like, it's like bro or i'm putting up 2k as well like yeah. i i just also, am waiting for the date i would do it this weekend if he yeah. says it's this weekend i'll do it also we're the ones who are either like flying or driving and spending well, no maybe safe. maybe we make him come here I mean, actually no, maybe his we pick a neutral ground his bitch ass wouldn't come here well th- maybe that's on him it maybe maybe travel expense okay so whoever travels that's part of the purse too so, so right. if I have to pay to travel there and I win, he has to cover my travel. So if means, I lose, I, I so I that means it. we're we're getting shit house at O'Hare. Sure, put that on the travel oh, that's expenses. True. It, yeah, does food and drink, <laughs> food and drink reimbursement oh, yeah, oh, count? Yeah. Okay, okay. So Westfly, once again, you're gonna call me out on the tracks of the podcast. You're gonna call me a bitch. I've said a hundred times, just pick a date. I literally might just show up at your door next weekend because you're really annoying the shit out of me. Yeah, listeners, let us know if we should take a road trip. If anyone has Westfly's address, send it my way and I'll just show up in his damn place. I don't know if that's legal, but let's go with that. What? If someone knows his address, they can DM it to me. That's fine. Isn't this considered doxing, right? What is doxing? Uh, It's when you like get personal information about people on the internet. Oh. Well, we're not we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. It's not it's but not the internet. It's send not the us, internet. Yeah. It's on Instagram. It's it's different. True. Yeah. So I mean literally we could just go to the fucking city and and post the story of us in his neighborhood and be like, hey yo, like I think we could get pretty close. I mean, obviously, we know what town he's in. Yeah. And he does have videos where he shows the outside of his house. We could probably grab a a house number off that somehow. And there would only be a certain number of that house number in the city. Yeah, we'll do some recon work. I mean, yeah. If I... We'll see. We'll see. If I have a a weekend in the next couple weeks where I'm like, you know what? I want to go on a little road trip. That's a problem is Everett's got all this fucking time. He's got all this time because he doesn't do school. He doesn't care about learning. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. He just cares about shock factor. And so... That's all he does. Whereas, you know, we're actually, you know, trying to change the world. Well, that's a stupid thing to say. I hate when people <laughs> say I'm changing the world. We're not trying to change. Well, we're, we're, sa- we're trying to change the world. We're, we're, save, we're saving lives. We're, we're sa- yeah, you know, we're, we're changing lives for good. That's our company motto. Uh, but we are, we are actually working like a crap ton, like full time plus at our normal jobs, plus all the Beer Mile Media stuff. Ooh, do you work more on Beer Mile or more at work? Or is it about even? Oh, oh, I work way more at my full-time job. Like, like way more. Like okay. 50 hours a week at okay, my full-time fair, job. Five fair. hours a week at Bear Mile Media. Wink, wink. It really varies week to week. <laughs> I love the wink, wink. That was good. All right. I think that's all we got for y'all today. That interview with Colin Cooper was a banger. Uh Tell us, tell us if it was or wasn't, because we're just assuming it was. But I'm yeah. willing to bet that it was, because you know when when uh, two cool dudes hang out with the two cool beer mile dudes, just guys cool being happen. dudes, you know. Yeah, dudes will be dudes. So stay tuned. Next week we'll probably put out another podcast because we do that every week. Oh, stay tuned for some big. I don't want to jinx it, but stay tuned for some big news in the next day or two on YouTube and Instagram. Five star on Apple to enter the giveaway. 
That's pretty much it. I mean, y'all know what to do. Betas only. Betas only. Squat up. Triple L for life.